Today on the Help Me Grow My Business podcast, we chat to learning and development lead Alex about the increasing importance of learning and development for Aussie small businesses moving into 2024. Alex, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm really excited to be part of it. Thanks for having me. Anytime. So you are the learning and development lead at Local Search. So it's definitely clear that you have a massive passion for learning and development for small businesses or for businesses of any size. So can you tell us a little bit about why you got into this and what is your background? What kind of got you here? First of all, yeah, I've, I've been with Local Search for just over a year now and um, I've spent a lot of time in this role looking after our customer experience teams ensuring that we're all talking the same language to our clients. We look after people all over Australia and we've got so many client-facing departments. And so my role has been really about ensuring that we're all talking the same language and I've really, really enjoyed it. What actually got me into learning and development was because I'm really, really passionate about people. This passion for people is really going into providing those unforgettable learning experiences in both individual and group um, style settings. And to do that, you really need to connect with people on a personal level, but also a professional level, of course. And that connection is not just skin deep. You really need to understand what makes people tick and really kind of delve into their psyche. You know, what motivates someone to learn? How does someone get the most out of a learning experience? Are they a visual learner? Are they an audible learner? Do they learn better by reading things or do you need to put something in front of them that they can interact with? And so that's kind of where I found myself, understanding their training needs, how best to support them in business. But I've had over 10 years in hospitality and sales, all from frontline experiences all the way through to management experiences. I've got a studied background in HR, so that kind of is the the book side of it as well, which is really, really exciting for me. But I think what I've found over my work experience is that I haven't really ever been part of an intrinsic L&D mechanism. So I've had the opportunity to kind of build those, form those, and really understand what they needed to achieve for the business. So I've had experiences in small, medium, and big businesses, and I've really, really enjoyed my time learning about what learning and development is. It sounds like it was a very natural progression for you to move into this space. Um, I suppose my first question, though, is, is learning and development really that important for small businesses? I know that, you know, sometimes it might just go by the wayside, especially when they're busy. Yeah, yeah. It, I, think, I think now more than ever, it's absolutely crucial, uh, perhaps even more so for small businesses than for larger businesses. To address that, I think it's really important to have a look at the argument against investing in L&D because it's really quite simple. In small businesses, resources might be limited. Learning and development can directly impact the bottom line, and that's totally fair. It can be a really timely exercise. If not done correctly, it can burn business owners. Their staff might leave from loss of satisfaction, ineffective training, and a lack of understanding for their needs. It's all really, really valid. But from my experience, the argument for small business investing in L&D is much, much stronger A study from the National Small Business Association found that for every dollar a small business invests in training, they can expect a return on investment of at least 30%. The reason is very, very simple. 
Upskilled employees are more productive, customer-focused, and adaptable in today's constantly changing business landscape. Further to that, over the past years, if we even have a look at what COVID has done to our labour market, we have a look at what um, is happening all around us in terms of business and things changing constantly. We have found ourselves in an employee-favoured labour market. Employees and prospective employees can be a bit pickier now. They want flexible working arrangements, better pay with the cost of living crisis, job security and development opportunities. That is what you will hear from every Mm -hmm. candidate that walks through the door. I want somewhere where I can grow. This labour market is starting to level out in more of a way that's kind of even. So I'm really interested to see how industries will move. But statistics are constantly, constantly showing us that organisations investing in employee development tend to outperform their competitors. A Deloitte report shows us that companies with a strong culture of learning are 92% more likely to innovate and retain their employees. So small businesses, for me, in my experience and studies show that small businesses that invest in learning and development aren't just surviving, they are thriving. Wow. They're building a competitive edge. They're retaining top talent. It's, it's, a, it's a no-brainer for me. I suppose, aside from what you've just covered, what are, what are the key benefits that a small business could see from making this, I suppose, investment? Because it's nothing short of that. Yeah. Yeah. It, look, it, it, it is an investment, but it's an investment to the future, right? And I think it's an investment into the future of not just the business, but it's an investment into the individual. A lot of people can, as a business owner, uh, you can really try and translate these benefits for your business, but start to look at the individual level would be my biggest advice. Prioritizing learning and development, it brings a multitude of benefits. It's going to enhance your employee retention uh, because people feel valued. And we know that we have talent shortages all across Australia in many different industries uh, currently. So retaining skilled employees is a competitive advantage. Secondly, it's going to give you increased productivity. In fact, the Australian industry group found that businesses investing in employee development reported a 12% increase in productivity over three years. So for small business, that's like getting a 12% boost in your workforce without the need to hire additional staff. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And um, probably the most important benefit for our business owners is it's going to be a direct boost to innovation and competitiveness. Australian small businesses that prioritise learning and development are better equipped to adapt to market changes. Their employees become more adept at solving complex problems, adapting to new technologies, all because they invest in learning and development. I suppose, well, it seems like a no-brainer if we put it quite simply, but what are some small ways that these small businesses can upskill their employees and start to develop that learning and development program? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think when people look at learning and development as a mechanism, you can get quite overwhelmed with what are the costs going to be? Yep. How much time is this going to take me? Do I have the people to sit there and manage it 24-7? It's actually a lot easier than that. There are very, very accessible mediums for small business owners and even large businesses to really get behind. It doesn't have to be overly complex. You can literally start by offering online courses or resources related to your industry, and you can do that through e-learning platforms. So e-learning platforms such as Coursera, or LinkedIn Learning. These are platforms where employees can access a really wide range of resources. At Local Search, we use GoOne as our learning management system. It is a little bit more expensive than the others, but it is good at what it does. 
But an interesting trend that we've seen in Australia recently is that over the last three years, many small businesses have turned to micro learning. Okay, so what that means is it's breaking down training content into bite-sized, easily digestible pieces. It's incredibly effective because employees can fit learning into their busy schedules. Okay, wow. so because we know that some people will have resistance to training or, or things that you might put out yeah. to them already because they're time poor. So tools like EdApp, for example, they offer micro-learning platforms that can be tailored to your specific industry. It's really, really accessible for as little as roughly $5 monthly per user if you want to manage the platform yourself. It's a little bit more if you want assistance with managing the, the platform, but it is the start of something magnificent. My other piece of advice would be to encourage peer-to-peer learning within your organisation. Okay, so employees can share their knowledge and their skills, fostering a culture of continuous improvement. It also empowers the people when you give them additional responsibilities to train people around them. It's going to help them feel like they're good at their job, which is what we all want, right? I would also encourage our small business owners to consider mentorship programs. Basically, a mentorship program is where more experienced employees guide and train newer ones. It's a win-win situation as it not only enhances skills, but it also strengthens bonds. So really, really important stuff. I'm actually lucky enough to be a mentee here at Local Search. Within my first couple weeks that I started, I expressed interest in into this program. And the business insight and things that I've shared with my mentor have drastically increased my acumen within the business, my confidence and understanding of Local Search. But I've also made an amazing friendship that I'll treasure for a really long time. So very impactful stuff. And that those sort of programs are so beneficial because at the end of the day, they don't cost anything besides time. Correct. And they're going to benefit both parties. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're really they're really good. You do have your odd story where, hey, it hasn't worked so well. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's just the percentages of how it might go down. But from what I've experienced, I've been involved on the mentor side of things as well. And I, even as a mentor, found it very, very impactful. I learned a lot from that program. So all of these little tools and tricks are really, really important in cultivating that learning culture um, that businesses in today's day and age just can't survive without. And they might even be doing things that they don't realize are learning and development. Like you might have a mentorship program running just for an example, but it's not because it's not labeled a training of sorts. It's not something these small businesses may be considering to be falling under that banner. Yeah, absolutely. Mentorship is one of them, but um, even just having like a Teams chat open or or a Slack chat open, whatever instant messaging platform you use, where you just share daily tips and tricks. We've found that so impactful here at local search. And I don't see why that is prescribed to just big business. Like that works across all levels of business, you know. So our small business owners could really get behind things like that and just encourage even in their daily meetings, hey, come to us with a fresh fact about something you figured out yesterday. And just starting with those little steps is really going to build and, like I said, cultivate that Mm. culture. I know we covered this briefly before, but what are your top tools and tips or what are your top tools that small businesses could be using right now or your top tips for small businesses? Yeah, so – Tools and tips, I mean, tools like Slack or, or Teams for, for those channels, really, really good. My biggest one for me is in the style of the content that you create or that you decide to go out to your employees with. I stand behind gamification mm-hmm. as the 
coolest thing since sliced bread. People want to feel like they're achieving something. Uh, you're stimulating a really impactful part of our psyche, competition and reward. Okay, so consider things like points, badges, leaderboards, quizzes, trivia to spice that up. Platforms like Kahoot are really, really good. But once you dive into this space, you really, really be surprised about what you can achieve. Like here at Local Search, we have a customer experience team of 60 people. We're currently going through a little bit of a project where we're cross-training everyone to learn um, six different products. And what we're doing with that is we're actually building an entire learning journey where each product has its own theme. So, for example, we're in the middle of a training rollout at the moment where the theme is like Mission Impossible based. So, oh, stop it. Yeah. So they've got this map and they've got like these little checkpoints across it. And, you know, all of the content is themed to be like, you know, there's a little detective going across some of the PowerPoints and things like that. And that's at a really, really big scale, but you can bring that right down to something that's really relatable and it comes back again to knowing your people as well. So gamification is really, really important for me. But I think this fostering of a learning culture really starts with you as the business owner. You need to set aside time for training and development and make it a part of your employee's regular workflow. Make it part of what they do every day and that is where the culture starts. Encourage feedback, create a safe space for employees to discuss their learning needs and concerns. Maybe if you're having one-on-ones or if you're not, maybe start doing them and start talking about what makes them passionate. Do they want to learn about a different role within the business? Do they want to move sideways? Do they want to move up? Do you need to provide them with leadership training, support and performance management strategies? It's really, really important to know your people. Everything that we do here at Local Search is supported by a flow of feedback. We need to know that the time we spend training is impactful and is retained. That's going to reduce the cost of or the perceived cost of time and money to our business owners. We use feedback forms. We encourage anonymous submissions to do this, but whatever is going to work for your business is something that you should consider as well. The government also offers various grants and incentives as well for small oh, wow. businesses. Yeah, so some of these, I know they're currently doing like a fee-free TAFE. Um, I think they're adding over 300,000 courses to that by, uh, I think it's the end of 2024. I could be wrong about that. But in 2024, they're looking to expand upon this offering. There's free apprenticeships going for under 25s and there's the Certificate 3 Guarantee. Okay, so you can literally Google those and it will tell you everything you need to know. But if you're advocating for these opportunities to your employees, then you're coming across as someone that is passionate about their developments. That conversation should start with you. It literally just comes back to the fact that you care. Yeah. And absolutely. at the end of the day, that's what these people, that's what your employees want to know that the person who is looking after them, they're not just going in, you know, to go home, to come in, they're not just coming in every day to do a job, then go home. They actually cared about, and there's actually people who are investing in them. Absolutely. And that's what the kind of learning and development comes back to. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it is about care. It's about, it's about taking the time and the effort to sit there and look at someone as if you would want to be looked at yourself, mm. really saying, I would want development opportunities. So I need to provide development opportunities. Exactly. You know? And honing in on that people element is just, that's just the biggest part for me. And that would be my biggest advice is if you can't stand behind the business need from a bottom line perspective, stand behind the business lead, the biz, stand behind the business need from the perspective of empowering 
the people that you care about within your business. That's amazing advice. I suppose as we move forward, how do you see learning and development evolving and why do you think it's going to continue on this upward trajectory of being more important than ever? I, I love that question. I absolutely love that question. I'm really passionate about watching spaces evolve over time and L&D as a mechanism, maybe not formally within business, but L&D as a role within business mm-hmm. is evolving. It's evolving in response to our fast-paced business environment that is everywhere in Australia. With the advent of automation and artificial intelligence, the skills required for many jobs are changing rapidly. They're changing so, so quickly. In Australia, the Future of Work report highlights that 87, 87% of jobs will require digital skills in the next five years. Wow. Yeah. So continuous learning and having that constant cultivation of having that or that cultivation of that culture for learning and having those continual one-on-ones feedback coming through and understanding your employees it is going to ensure that employees and your business remains relevant and can embrace new technologies and trends it's not just a nice to have it is an absolute necessity for survival in the modern business landscape. If we take a step back and consider the disruptions that we've seen in the last three years, from the COVID-19 pandemic to shifts in consumer behaviour, businesses that had invested in learning and development, they were better prepared to pivot. They were there to serve their customers and they were there to thrive in the face of adversity. In essence, learning and development is the key to resilience in an ever-changing world. I like that. I've never heard it put that way before, but I think that the more you kind of speak about it, that actually, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I mean, it's a good way to look at it. Yeah. You think about resilient and what that actually means, right? It means you can resist pressures from the outside, pressures from within inside, learning and development in terms of everything that it offers from increased retention, increased engagement, increased customer satisfaction on your bottom, bottom line. It is more expensive in some forms than others, but there are really, really accessible ways to make sure that no matter what happens in the future, your business is resilient enough to handle that. We're just about out of time for today, but what are three things a small business owner can do right now to start putting a learning and development program in place for their business? Yeah. So first of all, know your people and assess their needs. Start by having open conversations with with your employees to understand their learning needs. How do they best learn? Do they like to listen? Do they like to watch? Do they like to do? What skills do they want to develop? This will help you tailor your training to be engaging and it will also help it fulfill their specific requirements. In Australia, a recent study by SEEK revealed that 70% of employees are more likely to stay with an employer that provides irrelevant training. So that would be tip one. So know your people and assess their needs. Tip number two would be leverage online resources. Take advantage of the wealth of online courses and resources available. Uh, Platforms like Coursera, LinkedIn Learning, EdApp, they offer really affordable options for upskilling your team. You can even offer your team a learning stipend or subscription to access courses of their choice if they want to go one step further. So point two, leverage online resources. And my third tip would be mentoring and peer learning. Okay, so encourage those experienced employees to mentor newer ones, create that knowledge sharing culture. It'll kind of happen in the background without you pushing it too much set up regular meetings, set up those workshops where employees can share their expertise and learn from one another and 
this peer-to-peer learning is not only cost-effective, but also highly effective in skill transfer. By taking these steps, you can really start to begin building a culture of learning and development that will benefit both you and your employees in the long run. It truly, truly is an investment that pays off not just today, but well into the future. Wow. And what a perfect note to end on. That's all we have time for today, but thank you so much for joining us, Alex. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. This podcast was brought to you by Local Search, one of Australia's leading full suite digital marketing services. They help more than 28,000 Australians grow their business, making everything from building a website, SEO, Google ads, social ads, and more stress-free and affordable. While this podcast will give you the basics, if you do need a hand, visit business.localsearch.com.au to discover more free resources that can help grow your business. While we have you, we respectfully acknowledge the Yukonbear people, the traditional owners of the land in which we record on and pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and future.